In the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> it's kind of hard to read the passage I just read about Herod and not preach on it. But that's what I'm going to do. If you want to hear a, a sermon on Herod, uh, then go to the website because I preached on it this morning. But what I want to do this evening is turn over to this uh, passage uh, from Ephesians here that I'm looking at. It's a passage in which we come to the very essence of the Christian faith. In this passage, we come face to face with the heart of the Christian gospel. We come face to face with the most amazing thing that God has done for us. And originally, these verses that Pat just read, originally they were one sentence. Can you believe it? In the original Greek, there was no punctuation, no, no uh, periods there at all. It was one sentence. And one Greek scholar said it was the most monstrously complicated sentence conglomeration, conglomeration that I've ever met in the, in, the English, in, the, in the Greek language. But I'll tell you what else it is. It is the greatest accolade, the, the, the greatest a benediction, an enthusiastic out, out, uh, enthusiastic accolade of the outpouring of the precise location and occasion of God's mercy, goodness, and loving, and loving kindness that we'll ever find anywhere in the entire Bible. Now, this passage is written for sinners, and it really couldn't come at a more opportune time. I mean, with, with Eddie uh, leaving... And Clay <clears throat> leaving. Uh, these guys are great sinners. I, <clears throat> this is passage is written for you and for, for Clay. I, I've known Eddie a long time. I haven't known Clay as long, but uh, yeah, Clay. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure you qualify, but but Eddie, uh, this passage uh, is for you. But the truth of the matter is for everyone in this room. No one can ever blame the preacher this evening for for embarking on a discourse which does not uh, pertain to them as we talk about what God has, has done for us. And the root verse that is right in the middle of this conglomeration, this monstrous sentence, this wonderful, beautiful accolade, uh, if we take the root verse, here's what, we, here's what we have here. In Christ we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness for our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace which He lavished upon us. And then He concludes here, In Christ you also have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You have believed in Him and now sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of your inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His name. Now, that's a remarkable thing to say, and it inculcates two basic Christian truths. The first thing that it inculcates uh, is the truth of the gravity of the inalterable human condition. That's the first truth, how serious our human condition is and how inalterable it is. And the second truth that it inculcates is the fact that God, uh, in a very precise person, has given us uh, the salvation, has given us deliverance. And if you believe in the seriousness of the human condition, of the first truth, then the second truth that God has amazingly intervened 
then that will become the star of your life because everything else will pale uh, by comparison. Now think about this with me. He said, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. And then he said, in him you have heard the gospel of your salvation. So what's the opposite of redemption? It would be captivity. The opposite of redemption would be bondage. What's the opposite of forgiveness? Would be judgment, accusation, and blame. There's uh, in an old country graveyard in Denmark, South Carolina, and that we found not long ago, and the grave is kind of grown over, but there's one word on it, and the word unforgiven. And it's just bone chilling. Uh, to look at. I don't know who put it up or what the circumstances were behind it, but oh boy. And what's the opposite then of salvation? Well, it's destruction and it's uh, to, to, to perish. Uh, so the, I'm not at all ashamed to, in, in light of everything we're reading in the Testament, to preach about the seriousness of the human condition and the need for redemption and forgiveness. And the gravity of the situation is, is impossible to change. I mean, we can try. I can try to, uh, to kill the old Frank Winehouse. I can try to kill the old Adam uh, that lurks beneath this kind of glittering image. Anybody ever read Susan Howitz's uh, novel? It's out some years ago called The Glittering Image. And he's talking about this image that we put out on public display or if you young enough, the image we put out in the school, and it's kind of a, it's nice, and everybody loves this image, but beneath that glittering image, there lurks this struggling a sinner who finds it, who finds it uh, impossible uh, to overcome this bondage that holds me back, as Augustine once said. The refrain of Augustine's life was, why did I do that? Why did I say that? But if you can identify, uh, and I hope you can, I mean, does this describe you? Does the Bible have you pegged correctly, because I can promise, promise you that, that this is the way the Bible uh, sees you. Uh, and what it does is set you up for the second truth. It's made so plain in these wonderful verses that we have, that we have one hope. Uh, and in these 14 verses, the phrase, in Christ, or in Him, or through Christ, occurs no fewer than 11 times. Could it be any clearer to the precise location uh, an occasion of God's answer uh, to our problem. Martin Luther, I, you know, at, at least in my opinion, arguably I think the greatest uh, theologian since uh, St. Paul, uh, he wrote about this particular uh, verse uh, here in uh, Ephesians. And here's what Luther said about the redemption and forgiveness through Christ. He regarded this as the very heart and soul of the Scripture. He said, Christianity is nothing but the constant practicing of redemption through Christ's blood. Can I start over? Christianity is nothing but the constant preaching of redemption through Christ's blood, namely, being convinced that you have no sin, although you have sinned, that your sins rest on Christ. If the great sublime article called forgiveness of sins is correctly understood, it makes one a genuine Christian. This is why it must be preached in Christendom with unflagging diligence and without ceasing so that people may learn to understand it plainly, clearly, and discriminately. For to do so makes one 
For to do is the one supreme and most difficult task of Christians. As long as we live here below, we shall have a, enough to do to learn this article. No one look for anything new, for anything higher, for anything better. Now, Luther, I believe, saw it clearly. You look sad. I, you know, if, 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 if what I've said sounds gloomy or sad, then I have, I have, I have miserably failed you. Because this, I don't know that anything gets any better than this, than what we have read here. I had someone came up to me at church not long ago in the receiving line and says, Frank, I just can't believe we're as bad as we say you are. And, I, and you know, I said, well... I said, yeah, I don't know whatever I said, but, but I can assure you we are probably worse than whatever I said. <laughs> but listen again to this. In him we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace with the, which he lavished upon us. In him you have the gospel of your salvation, so that you are sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his holy name. Surely for that we can say, thanks be to God. Amen. To Almighty God. <clears throat> Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge the well and manifold sins which we from time to time most grievously have committed. Our thought were indeed against their divine majesty, provoking most justly wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. The burden is intolerable. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may ever serve serve and please thee in the innocent life to the honor and glory of your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. God's peace, Pat. Thank you, dear. Thank you, dear. God's peace to you, brother. God's peace to you. God's peace. dear. God's peace to you, lady. God's peace to you. Peace. Thank you, dear. Say, Ricky.
God's peace, buddy. You're very good to say it, Johnny. God's peace, buddy. The Lord be with you. Peace, brother. You want to help me up here? Yeah, yeah. God's peace, Nancy. God's peace to you, dear. Peace, Carlton. God's peace, pretty girl. God's peace to you. God's peace, buddy. God's peace to all of you and welcome uh, to you. Uh, is there a new, is anybody new to the service here tonight? Someone brand new to you? Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Are you from Birmingham? Usually, guests will get up and say about, you know, just a couple of minutes of what Jesus <laughs> Testimony time. Okay. Well, that's fine. Well, it's mighty good to have you. from Birmingham? Yeah. Well, I hope you can come back. Well, we're just delighted that you're here. Uh, all of the announcements and things are in the, in the leaflet. Uh, things, all the programs, a lot of the programs anyway, slow down during the summer months, but not everything. So checks the leaflet out. It's something that Cameron wanted me to be sure to, the youth director wanted to sure to remind the young folks of the Barons uh, baseball game. And there's also something about Batman in there, something for the EYC guys. But there's a lot of that. So, so check the announcements over. Uh, and also, <coughs> Eddie and Clay. <coughs> There's a great verse. One of my favorite movies is, is The Apostle, Robert Duvall, The Apostle. It was an old movie. But he, uh, he, uh, he catches his, his wife in the bed with his, with his youth director. This is my own personal, night, personal nightmare. You know? <laughs> <coughs> but the next day, he, he kills the youth director with, with, with a metal baseball. You remember the, you know, the movie? So he's on the run. In the middle of the desert, he comes to a crossroad. And he doesn't know whether to take a right or left or, or go straight. And he falls out on his knee. He doesn't know where to go. And he says a prayer. And I can't make the prayer out. You see, he mumbles in the way Robert Duvall does. You know, or just going to prepare. So he mumbles. And I, I, it was on a DVD. So I rewound and played it, rewound and played it a number of times. And it ended up being Exodus 23:20. I send the behold... I sent an angel before you to guard you on the way and take you to the place which I prepared. That was God talking to Moses. Behold, I sent an angel before you to guard you on the way and take you to the place which I prepared. Uh, and as it ends up, <clears throat> he gets in his car, gets back in his car after praying this, and he takes off. In the end of the movie, the law catches up with him, and you know where he ends up? Back in prison. But what is he doing in prison? He's converting prisoners. And that's the way the movie ends. And so if you see the whole movie through the lens of Exodus 23:20, But I, all of that to say, my verse for you, Eddie, and my verse for you, Clay, is uh, Exodus 23:20. The Lord sent an angel before you to guard you on the way and take you to the place which you prepare. You've been a great blessing to us, and uh, we'll, we'll miss you very much. Somebody's going to be fortunate to have you in their band, too. I guarantee you that. <clears throat> Ascribe to the Lord the honor to his name, being offerings and coming to his courts. 